You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 25th of May. I'm Barry Field from our Corporate Treasury team and I'm joined this week by AIB's Chief Economist Oliver Mangan to discuss recent developments on the financial markets and we'll look to the week ahead. Ollie, good morning. Let's start by turning back to last week. We had a raft of data releases starting with UK retail sales posting a very strong figure on Friday, followed by strong service and manufacturing PMIs for the UK, US and EU. What are these figures telling us in terms of a post-COVID recovery? Well, what they're showing is as economies open up, activity is bouncing back very, very strongly. Uh, I suppose the strongest data we saw last week were in the UK, and these are data for April in terms of the retail sales and, and May in terms of the PMIs, which measure activity in the manufacturing and services sectors. And as we know, the UK is well advanced in terms of the rollout of its vaccine program, and the economy is opening up earlier and stronger than the rest of Europe, and that's been reflected in the data. So the manufacturing, sorry, the PMI data for, for May, these are preliminary data, and they cover both, it's a composite index, has both manufacturing and services element to it. And that actually rose to a record high for that series. We haven't seen a figure like it before, 62 now, this is an index that goes between zero and, and uh, 100, but anything above 50 is is um, is growth. Anything around mid-50s is strong growth. Anything above 60s is seen as really, really buoyant activity. So I'd say that hit a record high of 62. And then we also saw strong retail sales uh, in the month in April at 9.2%. And, you know, stores are in lockdown, surges and things like clothing and footwear. So obviously the... Irish economy, the Irish retail sector is opening up this month, but the UK opened up last month and saw very, very strong uh, sales growth. The data are also strong in Europe, and now uh, it's a bit further behind in terms of the um, opening up because the rollout of the uh, of the vaccine program was not as advanced or as not as advanced as in the UK. But nonetheless, we have seen very strong survey data for May uh, for the eurozone economy. So activity is picking up rapidly there. And in the US, we've had strong data now over the last two or three months, again, because it's well advanced in terms of its rollout of the vaccine program. But also we had the additional fiscal stimulus announced earlier on in the year, checks in the post for households, etc. So that's feeding through in terms of very, very strong data. So what we're seeing here, and this has been expected, particularly for the second quarter, activity was held back in the opening quarter of the year because of lockdowns and restrictions. But as economies open up, you know, households have the wherewithal to spend. Savings have risen to very high levels, and they are spending that money or starting to spend that money as economies open up. So we see strong data for quarter two, and that's expected to be, you know, the story for the second half of the year as well. So hence, we've seen the IMF, the OSD, you know, upgrading their forecast for 2021, looking for very strong growth, and that's beginning to appear in the data. Okay. And leading on from all this data, we've seen significant rises to inflation recently, in particular in the US, which seems to have made markets a little bit nervous. Can we see a similar trend here at home or what can we expect with regards to Irish inflation? Yeah, well, we're obviously an open economy and whatever winds blow across the global economy, we'll see here. So um, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's been a lot of nervousness in markets, particularly stock markets over the last couple of weeks uh, about the rise in inflation, because what it casts doubts on is you know central banks have been telling uh, investors and markets 
we're, we're not going to be increasing interest rates anytime soon. Any rise in inflation is going to be temporary. So don't expect it to be followed by increased interest rates. But the rise in inflation are sh- have been sharper than people have been anticipating. And if you look at the Irish figures, I mean, I think you've got to look at this in terms of what happened last year and what's happening this year. We had a lot of price falls last year. I mean, oil prices fell by half. Energy prices fell very, very uh, sharply. Commodity prices collapsed. If you think back, we had cuts in the VAT rate. We had cuts in airfares. So right across the economy, we saw we, we, we saw falls and rents. We saw downward pressure in prices. So if we go back to the start of last year, the Irish inflation rate was 1.3%. But by October, that had turned negative to minus 1.5%. Now, over the last four or five months, as people look forward towards a recovery, a lot of those price falls have unwound. So take oil, for example. It went from $65 a barrel down to 30 It's back up at $65 a barrel. And that's been one of the key factors pushing up inflation. If you look at, uh, and it was one of the key factors driving inflation to very low levels last year. So if you exclude energy from the Irish index, the rate of inflation actually fell to, was still at minus 0.4% at the end of last year. That has risen to plus 0.4%. But when you add on the oil price increase, inflation is up to, as it was in, it's still at 1.1% in April. And that trend is going to be you know, repeated uh, in the coming months. We could quite easily see Irish inflation rise to 3% by the end of the summer. Now, our view and the the view globally is that that rise in inflation, it's driven by an unwinding of price increases last year. I'm sorry, price decreases last year. So oil prices have bounced back up. Rents are rising again. We can expect airfares to rise as travel picks up, as economies reopen. And also, you know, a lot of businesses have been closed the last 12 months uh, and they are facing increased costs when they open in terms of social distancing, etc. So they're probably going to see, you know, widening their margins as well. So overall, I think globally, we're going to see a rise in inflation this year. It's already underway. Uh, the US rate has hit 4%. I'd say the Irish rate could easily get to 3 now, interestingly enough, Philip Lane, who's the, who's the central chief economist with the European Central Bank, was out last last Thursday, and he spoke very strongly on this and said this is a temporary rise in inflation. He says it's it's you've got to realise that demand will respond much quicker than supply as economies open up, uh, and we have constraints in terms of production, we've bottlenecks in terms of supply, we have limited capacity in terms of shipping, so that's putting all upper pressure on prices this year. But as supply will eventually pick up, that downward pressure, or say that upper pressure on prices will abate. So he's saying we will see a rise in inflation this year. It'll be temporary. And over the medium term, over the next two or three years, he says, we are going to find it very hard to get inflation up on a sustained basis towards our 2% target. So there's no way we will be increasing uh, interest rates or tightening monetary policy on the back of what we think is a temporary rise in inflation. Looking to the week ahead, Ollie, the Eurozone schedule, again, seems to be dominated by survey data. But we've another key reading in US uh, inflation. Is that right? Yeah, and that's going to be, that's a broad measure of inflation. It covers all of consumer spending. And it's the one that the Federal Reserve watch very closely because it's, it's, it's such an all-encompassing measure of inflation. It's, it gives us a term. It's called personal consumer expenditure deflator. But it's the broadest measure of consumer prices on inflation. That actually is... Is, is, is forecast to pick up to 3%. Uh, now, the, the Fed target is to have it at 2 not 3 So that was running at around 1.5% for quite, quite a long time. So it's accelerating quite rapidly, set to rise to 3%, probably around that level for, for April. But again, the Federal Reserve has been giving the same message and have been, has been repeating this message. We think these rises in prices are temporary. A lot of them are an unwinding of price falls last year and reflect 
temporary pressure on capacity as well. And as the, as the supply side of the economy gradually responds, you know, that upper pressure will abate. So again, the Federal Reserve has been telling the markets, we're not going to respond to these. Normally, when we see high inflation, we think rates will go up. Not on this occasion. We think that increases in inflation will prove temporary. So um, again, the markets will be focused on that figure. But I mean, the Fed is already out in front of us and saying, you know, please, we're telling you, we won't be tightening policy on the back of this. The market's concern is, right, but if it doesn't prove temporary, what are they going to do? If we still have a 3% inflation rate at the end of the year into the early part of next year, could we see price or sorry, interest rate increases on the back of that? So the markets are a bit nervous. I mean, these are high rates. Uh, and, okay, the central banks are saying they'll be temporary, but we won't know that for another 6, 9, 12 months. Uh, so they are a bit nervous that we might see earlier and bigger rate increases than the central banks have been promising, which is, you know, keep policy at hold. Yeah. And I suppose these recent inflationary pressures and data releases, they don't seem to be having much impact on the currency markets. Last week remained confined to fairly tight ranges. Is this set to continue? Yeah. And actually, to be quite honest with you, if you take the main you know, euro-dollar exchange rate, that actually has been confined to a, quite a remarkable remarkably tight range going back to last summer i mean 116 to 117 up to 123 has seen all the price action uh, in that you know key exchange rate and okay we've a slightly softer dollar a bit of euro strength at the present time but it's still only up around 122 right um and the likelihood is that, you know you know if all central banks are on the sideline and saying the same thing we're not going to get rate increases anywhere this year so as a result, that's been a key factor uh, driving the currency markets. All economies now are beginning to enjoy, enjoy a strong recovery in economic activity. All economies are seeing this upper pressure on prices and inflation. But all central banks are saying we will not be increasing rates anytime soon. So as a result, the, the currencies don't really have much to go on. I mean, for example, if we saw early rate, rate increases in the US, but not elsewhere, well, that would help the dollar. But that's not what's on the cars. That's, that's not what the central banks are telling us. So as a result, we have seen uh, currencies largely range trade. If you look at sterling, I mean, obviously, Brexit and the trade deal was a big issue last year. And sterling was weak on the back of that. I was trading around 90p against the euro. Then we got the trade deal uh, and then we got the area roll, roll of the vaccines. So there was a relief rally for sterling earlier on the year. But I got down to a sort of 85 to 87p range. It's been there since February. And it's right in the heart of that range again. So it's around, it's been trading around 86, you say, in the last couple of weeks. But again, the Bank of England is saying the exact same thing as the ECB and, and the Fed. Certainly inflation is rising here. The economy is picking up. But we've an awful lot of spare capacity in the economy in the UK. It contracted by 10% last year. So this economy can you know, expand over the next couple of years without generating sustained inflationary pressures. So again, they're saying, we're staying on the sidelines here. UK rates are virtually zero. They're not going up anytime soon. So we have the recovery in sterling, and it's it's back at 140 against the dollar. It's around 86p um, against the euro. And again, but broadly the same sort of economic backdrop you're seeing, a strong recovery, pick up on inflation, unemployment coming down, but central banks do nothing in terms of policy. So as a result, you know, the, the, the main currency pairs have been have been range traded for quite some time. And you know, I would think until we see some movement in terms of central bank policy, we're likely to see the currencies move out of those tight ranges. So range trading seems to be the key thing, or seems to be what's a continuation range trading seems to be the most likely outcome uh, or prospect for currencies over the summer months. Thanks, Ollie. If listeners would like to know more, 
Oliver will be taken to Twitter this Thursday for the first of a series of Q&A sessions to answer your questions on the economic outlook, currencies, and the new Brexit trading arrangements. The first of these sessions is planned for 10 to 11 a.m. on Thursday, so make sure you're following us on Twitter at TreasuryAIB. To stay up to date with the latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. For those customers impacted by the pandemic, you can find details of AIB support packages at www.aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay well. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.